Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G, the show where we talk about one Mishnah per podcast from Pirkei Avos with sagely commentary and practical lessons woven in. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Again, we're going to be taking a brief hiatus soon. And then we'll come back to finish off Season 2 of the PAL with the Perkeleus Treasury as the commentary. And then we're going to take a summer hiatus and come back, God willing, for Season 3 of the PAL with the Yad Avraham from Art Scroll. So now we're in 522. We're in Hey Chaf Bet. Whoever has the following three traits... Is among the disciples of our forefather Avraham, and whoever has three different traits, is among the disciples of the wicked Bilam. Those who have a good eye, a humble spirit, and an undemanding soul are the disciples of our forefather Avraham. Those who have an evil eye, an arrogant spirit, and a greedy soul are the disciples of the wicked Bilaam. I always find it interesting in this mission that they ask this question because we just mentioned how there are three traits that Avram's disciples have and three traits that Bilaam's disciples have. So why go on? to ask the question of what's the difference between the two students if we just mentioned that they have different traits to begin with, but maybe we'll touch on that. So what's the difference between the students of Avram and the students of Bilam? The wicked Talmud of Shal Avram Avinu Ochlem Olam Hazeh V'nochalem Ha'olam Haba. The disciples of our forefather Avram enjoy the fruits of their good deeds in this world and inherit the world to come. Shenemar, as it says, To cause those who love me to inherit in everlasting possession the world to come, and I will fill their storehouses in this world. From Proverbs. But the students of Bilam the wicked, They... Inherit Gehenim and descend into the well of destruction. Shinemar, as it says, Ve'ata Elohim Toridim Lebe'er Shachas Anshe Damamu Mirma Lo Yachatsu Yemehim Ve'ani Eftach Bach. And you, O God, shall lower them into the well of destruction. Men of bloodshed and deceit shall not live out half their days, but as for me, I will trust in you. And that comes from Psalm. So let's see a little bit of the commentary and see what we can glean from this wonderful Mishnah, as all the Mishnahs in Perkeavos are wonderful. Whoever has the following three traits is among the disciples of Avraham. Whoever emulates our forefather Avraham by living according to the three positive character traits listed below is considered his student and protege, and that comes from Irian Rab. The Mishnah makes this introductory before enumerating the character traits rather than merely stating that the disciples of Avraham possess these three virtues in order to teach that the possession of these three alone is deemed a sufficient degree of perfection to to qualify one as a student of Avram. These three are the bedrock of the type of ethical development that makes one a follower of Avram. All other characteristics are subdivisions of these three. Hence, if one possesses other attributes yet lacks these three, he cannot be numbered among the disciples of Avram. And the three traits of wicked Bilaam, 
this, this, uh, the three traits that make the disciples of the wicked villain inherent because of that. God in his wisdom ordained that the Gentile nation should have a prophet comparable to Moshe, though much inferior to him, so that they could not contend that if only they had so, had someone who could communicate to them the will of God, they would have been as righteous as Israel. See Ramban to Deuteronomy. Bilaam was that prophet and a man of great wisdom. Nevertheless, the three corruptions of character described below led him to great immorality. Anyone who possesses these three negative traits holds the key to moral failure and may be considered a follower and disciple of the wicked and that comes from Teferi Yisrael. Despite any other fine attributes he may have, he is a soulmate of Bilaam. Those who have a good eye, who do not suffer from jealousy, and to whom a friend's honor is as dear as his own. And that comes from Rashi. A humble spirit, exceptional humility and modesty of spirit from Rashi and Rav et al. Toward both God and men, and that comes from Ravyona. And an undemanding soul, one who can exercise restraint and self-control over forbidden physical desires from Meiri and Rav is mentioned, or even over excessive luxuries, and that's from Meiri, enjoys a spiritually healthy soul without desire for lust or sin, and that comes from Ravyona. According to Teferis Yisrael, this also connotes a sense of satisfaction with one's lot. The disciples of our forefather, Avram, Avram enjoyed all these qualities. When the king of Sodom offered him the spoils of war, Avram refused, even though according to the accepted practice of the time, he was entitled to it. See Baba Kama. Avram, who was not plagued by the insatiable thirst for money, was able to forgo the windfall of war and say, I lift up my hand to God and swear if so much is a threat to a shoelace or if I have taken anything of yours. And that was in Genesis. Thus, a good eye is an identifying characteristic of Avram and those who follow in his footsteps. That comes from Rambam and Rav. Tiferes herself views a good eye as indicative of deep-seated faith, cites Avram's unquestioning belief in the promise that he would be blessed with descendants as innumerable as the stars, and he trusted in God, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness, from Genesis, despite his advanced age and lack of children until then. At the bottom, portrait, the Kajnitzer Magid sees our mission as a word portrait of someone with proper orientation toward his relationship with God. A person with a good eye always focuses on the greatness of God with a humble spirit, realizes his insignificance in relation to his maker, and one with a meek soul always doubts whether he has done enough for God. Such a person is truly a disciple of Avram, our forefather. And Prerequisites to kindness. Seemingly the most identifiable trademark of Avram our father was his chesed or kindness, care, and concern for all. Yet the mission is not listed. Nesiva Shalom explains that one must free himself of egocentric tendencies before he can be genuinely kind to others. The disciples of Avram who want to develop the trait of caring seek to be happy with the success of others, to be humble, and to develop an undemanding soul. But people who are obsessed with wealth, honor, and the pleasures of this world are so busy with themselves that they have no room for others. Those who have an evil eye, one cursed with an insatiable appetite for wealth, tends to be jealous and begrudges others any success that comes from Rambam and Rav Yonarat. Rashi interprets evil eye as negative vision, which is epitomized by the intolerant and jealous way in which he perceived the Jews. Bilam raised his eyes and saw Israel dwelling according to its tribes. As the verse in Numbers says, he saw the exemplary order of the Israelite camp, how tribes maintained their separate identities and arranged their tents so that their entrances did not face one another, so that each family's privacy would be undisturbed. Bilaam could not tolerate the humble beauty of the Israelite camp. He sought to inflict damage upon them with his evil and jealous eye. See Rashi and Avos 2.16. Thus, people who are jealous, dissatisfied, and crave for things beyond their means are numbered among the disciples of 
Bilam, arrogant spirit. According to Rav Yonah, Bilam showed his delusionary sense of self-importance when he refused to accompany the first group of Bilam's, Bilam's officers. He rose in the morning and said to them, Go to your land, for God refuses to let me go with you. From Numbers, he chose his words carefully. Too arrogant to admit that God had categorically forbidden him to go, he said, with you, implying that it was only with this delegation he could not go. But if Balak were to send a more prestigious delegation, the answer might be different. That's Rashi. And the greedy soul, men of insatiable desires will stop at nothing to fulfill them. They possess nefesh rechava, a wide soul, meaning that they feel a misleading emptiness which they can never fill. Such people are obsessed with their lusts and can never satisfy them. That comes from Medrash Shmuel. And disciples of Wicked Bilm, the Torah testifies that all three of these contemptuous traits were an integral part of Bilm's personality. His evil eye was shown when he was ready to sell services for Balak to curse the Jews, and his arrogance showed itself time and time again. And proof of his want in their morality, you could you know later on in Numbers that they they fell towards the the ladies and the girls of uh, Midian because of Bilam's advice. How are the disciples different from Avram to Bilam? Since the differences between them have already been described at length, the question seems superfluous. Rashi renders it as a rhetorical question. According to Ikvei Etzon, the question refers to the differences in the quality of their respective lives, so both in this world and the world to come. The quality in this world is different for those students of Avram, those students of Bilam, and they enjoy world the world differently, and God will give the good to those of Avram's disciples and not to those of Bilam's disciples, and it will be a vastly different type of existence. And the, they will inherit Gehenna and descend into the world of destruction for Bilam. Even this world is a purgatory for those who suffer from greed, arrogance, and lust. Thus, Gehenna is a metaphor for worldly misfortune. And we're going to stop here because we ran out of time, but thank you for joining us, and we're going to talk next time as being bold as a leopard, light as an eagle, swift as a deer, and strong as a lion here on the PAL with Tani G, and I'm your host, Tani G.